I just, I, I kind of felt in just thinking about today and about communion and, and the, the whole thing of what's happening right now is, is I know that we're not off, certainly. Sometimes things don't turn out the way we think it's going to, you know, or we think they should. Um, something happens and, and we just kind of go off, you know, on what we think is a tangent. Um, the, the wonderful thing, the amazing thing is what we've just sung. Yes. You know, God has the final say. He is in control. It's, it's so easy for me to believe that, and maybe you're the same. It's so easy for me to, to, you know, to lift up my hand and say, yes, you know, you are in control. You have the final say. When we're not in something like this, you know, when it's not like COVID days, you know, because when things are kind of theoretical, they're really easy to agree with. Yes. But when suddenly it becomes very real and it's in today, yeah. in my life and yours, it's, a, it's sometimes a different story. And I was taken back uh, to a really simple story in the Bible that we all know. You know, there's a story in John 6 of, of all the people <clears throat> that would, had come to hear Jesus. And they, um, there were thousands of them. And they were hungry. And so Jesus does this amazing thing. He feeds them, you know, with a box lunch. Okay, five loaves and two fish. And he feeds them and he says, actually, let them eat until they are full. You know, it's a hard time back then for lots of people. I don't think there were many times where they ate until they were just overflowing full. And yet there was still left over. And so, people are amazed at, at Jesus' power and ability. This is great. <laughs> so they want to make him their king. Yeah. And uh, but Jesus doesn't sort of respond the way they think he's supposed to. You know, he disappears. I mean, not physically, he just slips away. And in John 6, um, verse 25, I'm going to start at. And it says, When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you get here? And Jesus answered them and said, Truly, truly, I say to you, you seek me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate and were filled. Do not work for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man shall give you. For on him the Father, even God, has set his seal. So they said therefore to him, What shall we do? What shall we do that we may work the works of God? And Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him who he has sent. And we're going to slip down to verse 38. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that all that he has given me, I lose nothing, but raise it up on the last day. 
For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who beholds the Son of Man and believes in him may have eternal life, and I myself will raise him up on the last day. So the surprise is not the eat until you're overflowing full. That's not the good news. The good news that that's just a sign that points us to the one who can fill our real need, which is spiritual. That's my real need. I, I've got to confess, because that's invisible, because I still have this little Queen Eileen, you know, reigning in my mind, I sometimes think, I can figure this out on my own. You know, I mean, sometimes I just, I just can, can do it. And that's not to say that I don't know how to do the next right thing. I do. I do. But it's the next big thing. <laughs> it's the next right thing that God wants me to do. That's, that's what's a little, a little more difficult. So sometimes I think I have a tendency, and I'm sure I'm not alone, to look at the people in the Bible and think, you know, you're a bit daft. I mean, really. <laughs> you know, uh, you, you, you never kind of catch on. And, it, and it's so easy. Of course, it's easy for you. It's easy for me because we know what's going to happen. We actually know. We knew. Yeah. They didn't. Yeah. They didn't. Yeah. They were just a bunch of people that were hungry. And so Jesus said, don't look at the sign. Don't look at the sign. The sign is not the destination. I mean, we know that. We've heard that. You know, we can see a sign out here on the highway, Johannesburg 608 case. We don't run to the sign and say, yay, I'm here. It's a sign. It leads somewhere. So, I readily admit that, that I think these days I have a tendency to focus on the physical. You know, with all the COVID and all the stuff and whatever's going on, I, I have a tendency to focus on that. And that is not, that is not the main thing. That is not what's happening. We sing it. We just sang it. I love it. You have the final say. You have the final say. You are still in control. You know, it's, it's, the, the key is to put the spiritual first. What is God doing? What is God doing? Well, I don't know. I don't pretend to know what God is doing, but I know one thing. People are being shaken up. Yes. People who, who are a little bit scared. Um, you know, one of the things that Jesus did on the cross was he, he took away our fear of death. Well, he was supposed to. <laughs> That's what's supposed to happen. Yeah. He's supposed to take away our fear of death. But you know what? Out there, there's lots of fear of death. There's lots of fear of death. So that's one thing, because people who are really not interested, you know, in my experience, in my life, people who have not been particularly interested, they're doing okay, it's kind of rough, but they're doing fine. Suddenly, wow, something has come up right in front of their face. And now, things of, 
eternity. Is there a God? You know, is there a God? Are we not? You know, we hear lots of things. Yes, you know, I believe that there is a power out there. You know, somebody could be deist. You know, I believe there's a God somewhere. But not, not someone who's actually interested in me and us here and right now. So it's back to the basic questions. You know, the very basic questions. Is God good? Is God good? Is there a God? Is He good? Can I trust Him? Yeah. Can I trust Him? Okay. I, I think not just not just sort of the COVID situation, but even even the situation that we're going through economically and every other E. <laughs> there are lots of people flying away. You know, myself included. You know, I was like, okay. Sell the house. It's great. God, amazing. Thank you. No advertising. No agents. No nothing. Somebody comes up and buys my house. Sell everything. That's great. I'm going to Canada. Thank you, Jesus. That's wonderful. Off I go. And then the border's closed. And I remembered, I remembered, uh, a week ago, talking to somebody, I remember almost sort of uh, something I said. You know, we can say things easily. Something I said that sort of came back. Whoop. I preached a sermon in 2002, and on, on this very thing: Can I trust you? Can I trust you? Easy to say when the living is easy. Not so easy to say when things are tough. And I used the example of Hong Kong in 1999. 1999, Hong Kong was going back to China. And just prior to it going back to China, about 250 or 300 Christian organizations left Hong Kong. I don't know why, what their reasons were. I don't want to judge them. But how many people now am I doing the same? I don't think I am. But I have to ask myself, when the going gets tough, when the going gets tough, do the tough stay? Do the tough stay? Yeah. You know, and it, it's easy. I mean, this is this is something that I'm actually talking to you, but I've already talked to myself. You know, yeah. I, I think of Jesus' disciples when he told them he was going, he was leaving. And then he said to them, well, where are you going? I mean, we want to go with you. I mean, I, I think today's fathers did. Have you ever had one of your kids say, where are you going? I, no, I want to go. I want to go with you. I want to go with you. And he says, no, you can't. And they're saying, don't leave us here. Don't, don't leave us here. Yeah. I mean, goodness sakes, Rome wasn't kind on people who followed Messiah. Yeah. I mean, Jesus was not the only one or the first one crucified. Hundreds of people were. Anything that looked like it was a threat to Rome. Man, they were ruthless. Don't leave us now. Yeah. Don't leave us here. <laughs> See, 
Yeah, not in COVID. <clears throat> not here. So, you know, I confess that for me, it was easier to answer those basic questions when I first came to Christ. When I first came to Christ, I mean, my life was absolutely chaos. It was absolutely crushed. Now, I looked like a burnt matchstick. <laughs> Everything I had was burnt. And, you know, I, I, all I wanted to, I, would, all I, said, I said to God, I cannot do this anymore. I can't live like this anymore. I cannot. I can't. And looking back at my past, it was like, God, just forgive me. If you'll just forgive me, even if you do never do anything else, that's enough. Yeah, it is enough. That's enough. You know, can we say that? You are enough for me. You are enough for me. Yeah. Even here, even now. Yeah. Right? Basic stuff. I'm going to reflect on a story that uh, I actually think Rory Dyer told me uh, a long time ago. It happened in Armenia, 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 Armenia. <laughs> Back, yeah. In, on the 7th of December, 1988, there was a 6.8 earthquake, which isn't sort of too kind of tremendous. Was that strong, but mostly due to really poor building material. Thirty thousand people lost their lives, and the sort of town that was nearest the center, Spitak, actually was almost leveled. Everything crashed. Everything. And a man realized that he had just taken his son to school earlier that morning. And so his, he and his wife were all right. He ran back to the school. And he ran back to the far corner, the right-hand side, where he knew his son's classroom was. The school was completely level, completely level, just rubble everywhere. And he started to dig. And he dug and he dug and he lifted cement and bricks and whatever, covered in dust. And people said to him, what are you doing? And he said, I want my, my son. And I said, it's useless. I mean, look. That man kept digging, and he kept digging, and people said to him, stop, because you're making what's left here unstable. And he said, no, I want my son. And so as people came up over the next few hours, he would say to them, have you come to help? Have you come to help? He said, no, we come to stop you. And he kept on going. He kept on going all through the night. And then estimate the temperatures were around 10 below. December, northward, winter. He kept digging. He dug for 38 hours. 38 hours. And finally, lifted up this whatever, <laughs> there was his son. 
And his son looked up and said, Papa. Come on, he was alive. Papa. And then he turned because there were children with him. And he said this, I told you my father would come. Wow. I told you my father would come. Would come. He is the rescuer. He is in control. He loves you. He loves you. I told you my father would come. So that story too didn't turn out the way people thought. So wrapped up in these events, in these stories, one in the Bible, one in a country far away, we, we see ourselves, I find myself. <laughs> We're people who need grace even to know that we need grace. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And we see our, ourselves in the young boy, you know, trapped under a ton of rubble. Or maybe it's us under a pile of viruses. That story is so encouraging. When I heard it first, I told you my father would come. I went, wow. And I was speaking to somebody in London yesterday, and a good friend. And I, we were talking about what God's doing, and I told her the story. And she would, she had the same response. Yo, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I told you my father would come. And yet, the story of Jesus is much more encouraging. Yeah. And the story of an earthquake in Armenia. And before us is a table that reminds us of the spiritual provision that God has made. Yes. Provision that we can we can see, we can feel, we can taste. That taste and see that the Lord is good. His mercies are everlasting. So, the story of Jesus didn't have an expected ending. I certainly can say that my life through through the years hasn't been the way that I expected. Yeah. But God is good, and so is life. Yes. And so we come in the midst of uncertainty today, in the midst of faith. With hearts of thanksgiving, full of remembrance. And I'm going to read the one of the passages that we hear often. And I looked it up in the Passion Version, and I, since I don't have it, I'll read it for my notes. It's in 1 Corinthians 11. It starts in verse 23. I have handed down to you what came to me by direct revelation from the Lord himself. This is Paul talking. 
The same night in which he was handed over, he took bread and gave thanks. Then he distributed it to the disciples and said, Take and eat your fill. Take and eat your fill. It is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. He did the same with a cup of wine, grape juice. After supper, he said, This cup seals the new covenant with my blood. Drink it, and whenever you drink it, remember me. Whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are retelling the story, proclaiming the Lord's death until he comes. So when we do this, we jog our memories. I jog my memory. I remember. It's not about, oh, it's not about that. Yeah. It's about Abba. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's about Jesus. Yes. Who said he's coming back yes. for you and for me. Wonderful. Right? Wonderful. So we taste and see that the Lord is good. We remember Jesus. We renew our love for him. Amen? Amen. Yeah, amen. Can we pray? Yeah. yeah. Heavenly Father, first of all, we want to thank you for your amazing love. Yes. Thank you, Lord. You are the God of second chances. Father, there is nothing we have done that can separate us from you. There is nothing going on that can separate us from you. We thank you so much for the body and the blood of Jesus Christ that seals a covenant that we have with you. Lord, you have committed everything you have that we would overcome. That we would overcome. Thank you, Lord. We are your people called by your name. We are your children. And we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen.